Welcome to Tamarindo Podcast. Hosted by me, Brenda Gonzalez, a political nerd and nonprofit capacity builder. And me, Ana Sheila Victorino, a queer well-being enthusiast and mindset coach. We are a Latinx empowerment podcast discussing politics, culture, and how to keep your calma with well-being practices and self-love. Welcome to the show. Hello, Ana Sheila. Welcome to 2023. Welcome, listeners. Our first episode of the year. Feeling great. Ana Sheila, ¿qué pasa contigo? What's up? What's up, y'all? We're excited to be back. Feliz año and not feliz ano, as I accidentally emailed somebody a few days ago. Uh, really excited about the new year, the new season. Really trying to be really intentional about how I start the, the year out. I try to do a lot to close out 2022 so that I could really ease into it because I feel like everybody starts the year muy, muy anxious, muy new year, new me, todo eso. And I really was trying to like, I'm not, I'm not responding to that energy. I'm going to slow it down. And that's, and that's kind of what I'm, what I'm uh, leaning into. Uh, I have a lot of change coming up, so I'm not trying to speed anything up. Um, You know, I'm moving to LA in a month which is exciting. Yeah, we can't wait to have you here. Yes. Um, I co-founded a, a wellness startup called Baskin Bean, and uh, I'm coming back to it. I'm rejoining it. So I'm excited about that. And uh, just kind of preparing myself like to, to leave Mexico. You know, I have a few weeks left and, and, and it's bittersweet just thinking about what are all the things I want to do before I go. That's awesome, Anna Shayla. That is great. Well, before we get into this episode, I thought really quickly, because we've got some new listeners, hopefully. Welcome. We're so excited to have you here. Tamarindo is about self-love. It is about advocacy. It's about self-empowerment. It's about getting people connected and involved to make their community a better place. But it's also about culture. And it's also about fun. It's about the full person. So we're so, so glad that you're here. And so speaking of culture, this first episode of 2022, you will also get some culture. Today on the culture aspect of things, we're going to talk about our favorite films and favorite movies of 2022, but we're going to get some people that actually know what they're talking about to help us with this. So we have Armando Ibanez. You'll hear in a minute more about him, but he is a film buff. I'm always listening to him for his recommendations about movies. They're always great. So you're going to love him. And also you'll hear a little bit about an exciting project where you could see him. He's a filmmaker. You'll see some of his work in action. And Cristina Escobar, who is a writer, you'll hear a little bit more about what she's about, but also a a really great uh, person to talk to when it comes to media consumption with a Latina lens. You've probably read some of her work on Latino Rebels. We'll link to all of the ways you can find her work after you listen to this episode, we'll link to it in the show notes. That's who we are going to talk to today. But before we get to that, we are going to kick off this conversation with some basuras and matracas of 2022. So, Ana Sheila, if you look back at 2022, what is the thing that you're going to leave there in la basura? I'm what I'm leaving in 2022 is trying to control things, controlling things. I love that. But do you want to tell us more, or why is that coming up for you? Um. So. What I've learned, and I feel like life as you get older, it keeps reminding you that, number one, we can't control shit. (laughs) And that the more that we try to control things, the more we suffer. And I definitely cause harm or uh, made situations worse uh, times where I tried too hard to control or force Mm. force things. 
So, and I feel like when you try to control or you force things, you, you often end up sabotaging what something was naturally just gonna, just gonna be. So I'm just really letting go of controlling and forcing este, and yeah. And I mean, I feel like that's one of why I'm one of the, a big proponent of, um, intentions. So what you want to feel, focusing on what you want to feel and be, as opposed to um, over, you know, very specific, like outcome goals and things like that, just because, you know, we just got to let things be what they're going to be. Like, don't just do what you can do what you can. And, and after that, you just got to let it go. That's right. You can't control everything. So that's my basura. What about what about you? What are you putting in the trash for 2022, Brenda? Thanks. Uh, so I think what I'm going to put in the trash is ruminating. I don't like to ruminate on. I do. And so I'm trying to put that in the trash. I do do this, but I'm trying to not do it more. Just ruminating uh, mistakes, like thinking them over and over and over again until they haunt you like demons overlooking your shoulder wherever you go. So I'm going to I'm going to. Um, get rid of leaving la basura that that act of ruminating doesn't mean that you can't you do make mistakes and you can acknowledge the mistakes and you can hope to do better but it's the act of ruminating and letting that thought just over and over and over again consume you that's what i'm going to put in la basura yes 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 love that yes basura for 2022 what i'm going to leave in 2022 that's what's going to happen and then ana Sheila, what is a matraca for 2022 something that comes to mind maybe it's something that you want to carry into the new year i love this idea that you started us thinking about it's not a new year new me it's a new year same me so what are the things that you're going to bring with the me of 2023 well what my matraca for 2022 and i'll definitely keep bringing it into 2023 is when i thought about this the first thing that came to my mind was journaling and 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 y'all know i have talked yeah. about journaling on the show before but 2022 my journaling like it became my most important healing practice it was i think it made it had the biggest impact on my healing and my well-being than anything else in in 2022 i swear by it um it's helped it helped me process so many things in 2022 it was it was definitely one of um, parts of 22 were some of the most painful that i've ever been through so it helped me process some things it helped me release and actually like reduce the pain that i was feeling um and it's and it's it's a sacred time for me uh when i it's when i feel the closest to myself and um it's given me some really really beautiful insights it's, it's interesting sometimes when i'm writing i will just get in this flow and then this beautiful arrangement of words and reflections. And I'm like, oh shit, yes, yes. And I'm like, where did that come from? And it feels so divine and so powerful and, and so healing. So yeah, my matraca 2022 goes to, to journaling and writing. Great. That's a definitely good one. And you've outlined all the benefits of that. So hopefully l listeners that are hoping to bring that in to this year have been reminded about how awesome and wonderful it is to journal. Yeah. What about you, Brenda? What's what's uh, what's your 2022 matraca? My 2022 thing that I'm going to carry into the new year, something that I'm celebrating. I mean, there's a couple of things that really stand out. I really felt like 2022 was sort of like a, a holdover year. Like it was just like one year that connects to the 2021 to the last. 2021 was a standout year because we got the vaccines. We got Trump out of office. It was just there was a lot of transformational good news happening in 2021. 2022 just felt like a bore. Snooze, snooze, snooze. But I think the couple things that do stand out that I will carry over is um, 
that I got to work with Sara Norbach. So it's sort of similar to what you're talking about journaling, because it, it, a lot of it is um, about improving my writing practice. But part of it is doing a daily writing, you know, actually doing that daily. So far, so good in 2023. But uh, just the just the opportunity to to work on writing, creative writing, working on a, a audio pilot with another friend, just kind of being more creative and, and more fun. So I'm going to I'm going to carry that into 2023. And speaking of 2023, what is a calma practice that is already beneficial to you this year? What is already happening? So, you know, related to what we've already been talking about a little bit, and uh, the, I think related to sort of releasing control, it, well, actually just the word releasing and, and what you talked about oh, as well about, you know, not ruminating. So, so really releasing, that feels like the big lesson for me that, that I'm bringing into 2023. That's bringing me a lot of calma. I've really been practicing that. Um, just really thinking about when I start to feel tension or tightness or when something doesn't feel good, like release and releasing sooner. Just so really paying attention to myself a lot more um, is also a big, a big calma this year. Just really as soon as something doesn't feel good, like take that action sooner. So just paying a lot of attention to myself, releasing and just reminding myself why that's so important, because you get to suffer less. And because when you release, you allow yourself to see what is actually you might be missing out on what is actually possible and what's in front of you. Um when you stop thinking about what is, what isn't and what didn't happen. So that's what I'm bringing in, like the calma for, for 2023. Um, so now what I want to do uh, real quick to to close out on the calma on my end is I, is I want to share a little calma practice that I've been using the last few days. And this was a response to, um, you know, I have to share, uh, I had a few tough months where I felt like everything turned out not the way that I expected or, or hoped for after some amazing months right before. So it felt like a really big stark contrast. And, and that was a, a bit hard for me. And so um, I feel like when you have those tough moments, sometimes you can get really down on yourself. And so, um, you know, part of that is the, the releasing part and really accepting like, this is what is, what's in front of me now? What am I, what is this opening myself up to? But also you do, you do need some extra practices to kind of help you not let yourself get too down on yourself or, or have it affect your, your self-worth or, or just, you know, who you are. And so my, uh, my karma practice that I've been using the last few days has been really powerful. And so what I've been doing is, um, when I start my day with the lights off still and a little bit of light, because I, I write this down, um, I take a deep breath in or I say the word I am or the phrase I am and then I take a deep breath and then as I'm breathing in I think of the word that I want to embody or that I want to feel into or that I feel and then as I exhale I say that word. So I am strong, I am beautiful, I am powerful, I am magic and so I just keep doing that as many just as many words as come come out and then I write them and I'm writing them down. And then once I'm done I read them back out loud slowly to myself. And so, and then I, and then I also do that with uh, the phrase, I invite. So what are you wanting to invite? And I think this is a really beautiful practice, especially as we're starting the new year. What is it that you're wanting to invite? And really doing it in a way where you're like connecting with yourself. You know, it's dark. It's the first thing in the morning. It's still, it's the time when we're most connected with ourselves. So it's, it's likely that we'll have answers that really feel true to us. So that's the practice that I've been doing the last few days. And it's been really, really beautiful and powerful. So I wanted to share that with y'all. Awesome. We'll see y'all. This is the other thing you can get on this show is that Calma. Anna Sheila came up with the Calma practices. She is a wellness guru. She's got you when you got when you need to get down with yourself. 
she's got the the tips. So thank you for opening 2023 with that awesome practice. I think that's a wonderful way to start this episode. And for all of you that are new to us, I think you get a, a get to hear a little bit of the joy, the pleasure that is Tamarindo and that you all help us put together every single week. Now, thank you for all of that. We've connected. We talked about the new year. We talked about our masuras and our basuras and our matracas. So now the guest that we have today who will self-introduce, so you'll learn a little bit more about who they are and what they're up to. And they're going to talk to us about their favorite films and movies of 2022. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay. Well, I'm so excited to have you both here on Tamarindo to talk about your favorite shows, your favorite movies. Before we dive into all of that, Armando, let's start with you. A quick introduction, who you are, what you do, and why do you love movies so much? Oh, uh, thank you for having me here. Thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to be sharing space with both of you, you and Christina. Uh, name is Armando, pronouns he, his, him. I am from Acapulco, Guerrero, Mexico. I've been living in the U.S. for the last 20 years. I'm a filmmaker, and I love films since I was like seven, eight years old. I grew up watching all the Mexican cinema, Pedro Infante, Maria Felix movies. And since then, I've been uh, in love with films, and now I am a filmmaker, um, currently filmmaker, writer, editor. Amazing, amazing. And Christina, let's tell the listeners a little bit about you. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm a big fan of Tamarindo. Um, I am Cristina Escobar, and I am a critic and entertainment journalist writing at the intersection, I like to say, of race, gender, and pop culture. Um, I'm also the co-founder and editor-in-chief of latinamedia.co. Come check us out. We're an indie publication uplifting Latina and from Latinx perspectives in media. Very cool. How exciting to have you both here. So, Christina, let's start with TV. What are the shows that really spoke to you in 2022? Tell us about it. I really loved having so many Latino, Latina, Latinx shows this year. There were a lot of really amazing ones and ones that dealt with identity and ones that didn't really, or that focused on Latinidad and ones that didn't. So one of the shows I really loved was Undone, which is on Amazon. It's this like trippy adult animation show um, that about half the cast is Latino as a Latina lead in Rosa Salazar. And it's amazing. It is this super smart show that asks these questions about identity and family trauma and really like the nature of reality. Like what is life? What are we doing here? All of these really big questions, but in these like short, beautiful little episodes. And um, while it is a show about identity, it's not necessarily about Latinidad. It's sort of just like baked in. And there's something really nice about, especially in the second season, having a character that just is Latina, goes forth, does, has crazy time traveling adventures, um, has family trauma, has, you know, save the world type stuff. Not quite that, but like 
big, big stuff. Um, and just is Latina goes and does, and it's an important part of the story, but it doesn't like, it doesn't, she's not like obsessed with like, is she Latina enough? Is she not? What does that mean? It's, she's just doing, which I thought was really exciting. Um, and doing as part of a mixed Latina family it's on Amazon. Yeah. Check it out. And one more thing I'll say about that show too, is that she's also deaf. So it's also a, a, a character that happens to have a disability, but it's also not like a central thing. So I, 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 I um, agree with you about the, what makes this show special is so many things, but also that it's not beating you over the head with identity. Very cool. And what else? What is another show that spoke to you? I also really loved This Fool on Hulu. Um, I started watching it and I was watching the first, the pilot episode and I was like, oh no, I'm going to hate this show. And here it is this like beautiful Latino show about Latino men in Los Angeles. Um, But then I kept watching and it does this really smart thing where, you know, it's, it's partly about gang life. That's true. There is parts of that. Um, the main character works at a nonprofit that helps um, people escape that life. Um, and with his cousin, it starts when his cousin gets out from jail and comes to live with sort of like the family home. And there, it's kind of a buddy comedy between these two Chicano guys. And um, but then as I kept watching it, it just got smarter and smarter and just sort of layered in all these different complications, understandings about what it is to be Latino, about masculinity about these different types of guys. I just thought in the end, it was really, really, really smart. Um, as someone who's worked in nonprofits, the send up of nonprofit culture and money and uh, how we do the things that we do was hilarious. Um, and then there's so many good jokes that are specific to our community. Like there's a great episode where they all kind of look at each other and figure out that they're just performing Catholicism. Like none of them really care about it, but they're all doing it for each other, which I just thought was hilarious because who doesn't have that person in their family? You're like, oh, well, you got to be good for Abuela or whoever. And they just send up so many aspects of our culture like that, that I really, really loved and appreciated. Um, And it's already been renewed for a second season. So, you know, success also is nice to see in Latino shows. Yes, that was definitely my favorite show of 2022. This fool, hilarious. I have, I know every single one of those characters are real people that I've encountered yes. in real life working in the, in nonprofits, being Mexican American, encountering every single one of those characters in my life. Beautiful show. Amazing show. Armando, if it's not on your list, it's got to be on your list. What's, what have you been watching, Armando? What's the show that spoke to you this year? <laughs> Well, first, let me tell you about this fool. I did watch it. I think it's a great show. I love that. I, like Christina mentioned, like one of the, there's so many cultural references that I can identify with or within our immigrant families, you know, first generations. Their writing is so good because during the first episodes, we get to see a picture of Ronald Reagan in one of the houses. <laughs> and, you know, that's what I call a smart writing because, like, we get to see Ronald Reagan in a family, immigrant family house. Uh, and, and that's like what when they teach you um, the screenwriting, they say like show, don't tell. Uh, so we know many of us we know why that picture Ronald Reagan is there, and they address that until like in episode four or five. Eventually, they address it where like the mom loves Ronald Reagan. But Her dream it. sequence with Ronald Reagan is gold. <laughs> it is so good, so funny, so perfect. I just oh, I loved it. it yes, and also I'm very happy for like uh, Laura Patalano because like uh, she is uh, she plays the mom um, in. Uh, I think that she, I've seen her since she was in Mosquita y Mari from Aurora Guerrero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, I saw yeah. her in Vida and other, and, other, uh, and other projects, but I felt like 
this is one of the, 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 the roles that she deserves, like a bigger role, you know, where we can see the great range that she can bring as an actress and also like playing. I feel like for me, I stay more with like the mom. Uh, I felt like I related more, more to the mom because like, oh, she could play uh, an immigrant mother, you know, but not the stereotype. We don't see the stereotypes too on the face it comes to like, that's one thing that I really love. And, and, and all of the episodes where she is and her acting and the things that the character does, it's just like so relatable to, to many of us. Very cool. Now tell us, Armando, about the movies. You, I know you're more of a movie buff than, than uh, shows, especially in 2022. But what were some <laughs> of the movies that stood out for you? Oh my God, uh, the first one that you all had to watch because I've been recommending this movie to all of my friends. I'm almost forcing them to watch it. Uh, so far, none of them had told me I didn't like it. Everyone's like, oh my God, I really love it. It's called The Worst Person in the World, which is like a little funny because my Instagram handle is El Peor del Mundo. <laughs> yes, which that's is so true. <laughs> it's on brand for you. When I recommend it, they're like, are you in it? <laughs> But uh, when I watched, uh, when I saw the title, I was like, oh, let's see, because it's a very catchy title. Um, and it's uh, this movie from Norway. Uh, it's about the, the story of Julie. Julie is a three-year-old girl who's dealing with uh, not knowing what to do with her life, uh, one, not knowing what to do with her career path, what uh, journey she needs to take. And at the same time, she's also dealing with the love life. She's navigating love life but most like most the most that i like about this movie is that she shows uh not only her but her love interest uh people portrayed as human beings who make mistakes mm. uh and that's one thing that i always appreciate in 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 film in tv showing people with not being perfect which is something that i feel like before back in the time i didn't see it this if, and now we get to approach a different writing lately with uh, characters with nuances, right? And uh, I feel like in this case, Julie is navigating, trying to find herself, trying to find what she wants in life, trying to figure out. And at the same time, what she's navigating, she's making mistakes and she's hurting people sometimes. She's hurting herself, but, uh, but she just wants to find her own voice. And I think that this is, a, we follow Julie through four years uh, of her story. And at the end, she she just like learns that that's how life is, you know? Uh, life is always trying to figure out something. Uh, and this is a movie that she actually, the actress won Best Actress in Cannes Festival. And uh, the movie was nominated for Best Foreign Film and at the Oscars. And I think that um, this is a movie that you all have to watch the acting, the writing, the cinematography. It's simple but beautiful. You all have to watch this film. Absolutely. Okay, I'm going to sign up for that one. I'm going to pivot Please. to Christina and ask her about her top choice, um, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Tell us about this movie. This movie was amazing. I walked out of the movie theater and my mind was like blown. Um, and you know, it's also a movie about imperfect people. Um, but it is not simple. <laughs> it is maximalist <laughs> and talk about some, a movie that has this like beautiful, unique visual aesthetics. Like there's a montage where there's a close up on the lead actress's face and you see it like changing and how they, how they built that like technically. And it's only a few seconds, but it, like 
just beautifully executed. Um, and I want to say that as a mom, I walked out, I watched it with a non-mom friend and I was like, that's exactly what motherhood is like. <laughs> and it does <laughs> feel that way. Cause you're like, you're being this imperfect person. You're trying to like move mountains for your kids, but it's never enough. Um, and they don't see it, but then they also do see it. And there's this sort of push pull in the mother daughter relationship that I just felt like they got to a really unique kernel of truth um, and about how motherhood affects your identity. Um, that was really unique and something you almost never see in movies. Um, I think all the cast deserves like all the awards and all the accolades. They were amazing. Um, and it's just this beautiful, different film than pretty much anything else you've seen. Um, and especially for like children's of immigrants or those who have immigrants in your families, like sacrifices they make, um, how that sets you up how grateful you are or should be or want to be like, it really plays with that push and pull as well, which I just thought was so, so smart um, and just beautiful and hilarious and action packed, like kind of all the things you would want in a movie um, emotional all at once. Um, and it really lived up to that title, which is like a pretty big title to live up to. It was, it was great. Definitely a, a memorable ride to watch that movie. It's all of that and Sausage Fingers. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Armando, what was another movie that really stood out to you? And I love that it, they're foreign films because I think that's, we all have to step out of our comfort zone and appreciate appreciate foreign films. So tell us about the next one. Yes, I mean, uh, my top five favorite, favorite films are like foreign films, all of them. But another one that I watch uh, is called drive my car it's from japan uh and it follows the story of uh i follow the story of this uh guy who's a theater director and he's dealing with the death of his wife uh who was having an affair with someone mm. else but he never had the courage or not the courage but he could never confront her so he knew about the affairs but he never wanted to 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 bring it up right so the the wife passed away at the beginning of the movie. I'm not giving it a spoiler. Uh, at the beginning of the, the, the movie, she passes away and he has to deal with the grief of this. Uh, so he eventually, he starts um, directing uh, another theater, another another play at a, uh, at a different city, in a different city. And uh, because he's dealing with glaucoma in one of his eyes, uh, the theater company, requires that he needs to hire a driver mm. so at the beginning he's like no i'm not gonna i don't, don't want to do that i can drive my own car but in the contract he has to do it if he wants to like keep directing the the play uh it's a requirement from the from the theater company so they end up hiring a 23 year old uh girl uh that eventually uh when they start developing this uh, relationship, uh, uh, work relationship that she is the driver and she takes him to the place, to the rehearsals and all the preparation for the play. They develop this friendship, unexpected friendship. And uh, she um, she reveals that she's also dealing with the death of her abusive mother. So mm. this movie is about grief. This movie is about grief. But mostly, more than grief, what I think that, that makes the movie differently is that they both are dealing with guilt, feeling like their death of their loved ones, their passing of their loved ones is their fault. So mm. in the movie, all of their lives, they have been dealing with guilt, 
more guilt and grief. And at the same time, they need to find healing in that. So it's a very interesting movie. It's three hours, uh, but it feels, honestly, it feels like two hours. It's about grief. It's about guilt. Uh, it's about not being able to have the conversations with those that we love. And sometimes we think that it's too late and we deal with that guilt and it's about healing. So it's a beautiful movie. It's a beautiful movie. You, you all have to watch it. I really recommend it. Everything about it. Yeah, very relatable. Both of the ones that you brought are all themes that are so relatable. Now, Christina, let's uh, conclude with the last movie that you've got for us today, The Woman King. Tell us a little bit about why this was a top pick for you. So The Woman King, an- another movie that is unlike pretty much anything you'll see. It's a slice of history that you I've never seen dramatized before. Um, it's set in Africa during the slave trade, um, almost almost everyone is black um, and dark skinned at that African in the movie. And like when the first Black Panther came out and you saw this sort of like celebration of the black body and beauty and black culture, there is a lot of that in this movie, but also specifically the feminine, which I thought was um, really interesting. And anytime you get to see Viola Davis really sink her teeth into a role, you have to catch it because she is a force. And she's able to be strong and vulnerable, um, sort of, sort of um, aspirational, but so human at the same time, like her character here is amazing. And then also there's just like a lot of really great action scenes. Like I feel like you hardly ever get to see that and you get to see like black women really lead and own that. And there's just a ton of them in this movie and like good fight scenes. I think a lot of times Um, as a movie watcher, I get kind of bored sometimes in fight scenes because it's like, yeah, you know, we've seen these same shots before. We know the good guys are going to win, whatever. But this one, they really push it. And there's a, um, they're not wearing armor or anything, right? It's just like their bodies. And so there's like a sense of vulnerability that feels different than like maybe a Marvel movie or an action Mm -hmm. movie. There's like a different (laughs) thing going on there. Um, And to have that focus um, and to really show Black women owning their power, going out, being amazing and um, fighting, yes, but also having like emotional relationships and trying to build a different culture and a better world. I mean, you have to check it out. Yeah, it sounds like, okay, like you mentioned, Viola Davis is a force. So I'm definitely putting that on my list. Now, just to end the show, I'd love to ask each of you, what do you want to see more of when it comes to entertainment? And I'll start with you, Christina. What do you want to see more of in 2023? I want to see second and third seasons of Latino shows. I am tired (laughs) of our stuff getting canceled. Like I think of Gordita Chronicles. It's not one we had a chance to talk to, but that show was beautiful and perfect and wonderful in so many ways. And I'm so frustrated to get a second season. So I want to see the second season of this fool, but I want to see more of that. I want to see our creators have a chance to like grow and play and develop their characters as you get to do when you have more time. I want to see like six seasons, like we don't have anybody in five, so that might not be quite this year, but I want to see people starting stepping towards that and really being able to build worlds um, and characters that you can relate to through time. I just think that's so exciting and such an interesting thing that television is doing as it's, you know, now that we're in this sort of prestige age and that's continuing, I want to see our folks, our stories get that chance. 
Absolutely. And Armando, please tell us a little bit about what you have coming out in 2023 and also what you want to see more of. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, thank you for that. <laughs> I have the final season of a web series that I created seven years ago called Undocumented Tales that follows the journey of an undocumented queer Mexican server. Uh, and we have three seasons on YouTube and now we're going to premiere the fourth and final season uh, next year. Uh, so please stay tuned. And if you haven't watched the series, you can watch the first three seasons on YouTube. We're going to see that. And then I have another short film coming up. Uh, and then uh, what I want to see is, uh, yeah, more more shows, more representation. Uh, what I love about this pool and uh, that the show this pool is that uh, it just, every show keeps reminding me, we have thousands of different stories. You know, we have thousands of different stories. The stories are there. The talent is there. The writers are out there. You know, I think that uh, we do, we, we, we have everything that Hollywood needs, like, to bring uh, representation. And I, I love that there's been, like, many shows, but, like, like like Christina said, like we only see once one season and after that, like no more. And that's that's very sad. So I want to see more of that. And hopefully I would love to see more of Tenoch Huerta and Mabel Cadena in Hollywood. Absolutely, yes. Uh, I've been I've been a fan of both from Mabel Cadena. She was in El Baile de los 41. Great, uh, great movie. And, and I think that I hope that they both have a great team. I hope that they 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 got a great team that can get them good projects in Hollywood because I, I want to see more of them too making big things. They deserve it. Yes. Well, I want to thank you both for stopping by. Amazing list of shows. We'll link all these in the show notes. Thank you all for coming to Tamarindo. So great to speak to you. Thank you for having me. Gracias. Awesome. Well, that was a great conversation. So many interesting films and shows to watch from 2022. Did you have any favorite shows or movies? I know you're not much of a consumer of either, but is there anything that stood out from 2022 for you, Anishayla? Dang, I don't even remember what I watched, Brenda. <laughs> um, Did you see what? Have you seen I Wakanda watched... yet? No, I was supposed to and I didn't see it. So, no, I haven't seen that. Um, what did I go see in the movies? I, I did see a movie that I really liked and I can't remember. Oh, you know what I saw? Um, it's a hard title to, to share. It's everything everywhere oh yes all at once absolutely was that was a favorite i yes. loved it oh yeah okay wait i have a few okay so that one i loved that movie i just loved all the things i loved seeing michelle Wu again i remember i had a crush on her and crouching tiger hidden dragon so that was cool um Ikemas, uh oh i saw this uh, i saw intergalactic have you heard of it, Brenda? It's a, uh, it's a, it's a I visual. Have not. So Kid Cudi released a, an album a few months ago, and he um, attached a visual to it. So it was like a an animated romantic comedy kind of uh, to match his soundtrack, and it was the imagery was so beautiful, and the soundtrack was was really beautiful. And I just, I, I actually um, enjoy watching a little bit of animation. So it was a really dope experience to to have that the 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 animated visual soundtrack experience. So yeah, Intergalactic, I think it was called. That sounds great. Was this not not in the big screen though, right? Little screen? No, it was on that was on Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. Ah, okay. Well, I will check it out, but it does sound something like something really awesome to see in the, on the big screen. Well, we uh want to tell you that in addition to putting together awesome conversations with great people like Armando and Cristina, 
and great input and tips on wellness from Anna Shayla and, and sometimes by me because I also teach a fitness class. There's lots you can get out of this little podcast. But in addition to all that, sometimes we have in-person events or virtual events. So we are having an event. We're having a intro to podcasting workshop. This is on January 26th. It is at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time on Zoom. So and that's the best time that works across all coasts <laughs> and across various time zones of where most of our listeners are. So 5.30 p.m. Pacific time, January 26th. And it's only a dollar because this is donation-based. You could pay what you can. So you could pay a dollar. We recommend you pay a little more because there's a lot of effort that goes into putting this together. But we want to impart on all of you that are interested in podcasting all that we've learned in six seasons or more than that. Because we know the truth is we haven't really organized ourselves as seasons and numbers. So there's been a lot of episodes, over 100 episodes, (laughs) over 100 episodes, uh, many years. And I think we've got a lot to share with all of you. And we hope that you join us so you could find out about all of the events that we've got coming up. We've got something else special happening in February, which we'll be sharing more about soon. And it's going to all be on our website. You go to damarindopodcast.com forward slash events. And that is where you can sign up for all of our events and offerings. So um, something else that we could offer you when it's not Tamarindo, but I do teach a fitness class, which you could take virtually as well as in person, in person if you're in Los Angeles, but you could also take it via live stream wherever you are on the planet. And that's on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific time. And you could just follow us on social and you get all the information for all of that. I hope that you all keep listening and you write us reviews and we thank you for tuning in. All right, y'all. Well, we're so excited to be back in your ears. Abrazos, besos, and we will see you all next week. Yes, bon suerte. Tamarindo Podcast is Brenda Gonzalez and Ana Sheila Victorino. Our producers are Mitzi Hernandez and Augusto Martinez of Sonoro Media. Our theme song is by Jeff Ricards. If you want to support our work, please rate and review Tamarindo Podcast on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with a friend. Get in touch with us at tamarindopodcast.com. Are you ready to turn your best ideas into a thriving online business? Introducing Shopify, your no-excuses business partner. You might not realize, but our podcast, More Than Mammies, it's a business. And we started it, of course, to talk about maternity, not to become an e-commerce expert. So yeah, we needed some help selling our merch and getting our store up and running. Another sale. Shopify is a commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. No matter if you are a garage entrepreneur or a big business, Shopify is the only tool you need to start and grow your business without the struggle. With Shopify single dashboard, you can manage orders, shipping, and payments from anywhere, giving you the insights you need wherever you are. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash sonoro or lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash sonoro to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash sonoro. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday. 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.